Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media accounts. I hope you enjoy. We are live. I just swallowed. <laughs> Sorry. She's like, we're going live. I'm like, what? Wait till I swallow. Oh. And I couldn't stop. It was just, it had already happened. We are on. Mm. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Caught in the moment. Mm -hmm. At least it was just the fact that you're eating, you know? (laughs) It wasn't like. No, that my teeth probably are covered in cereal. (laughs) You love that cereal. I know. It's like. Eat it like I'd eat it with no milk. It's so good. I love dry cereal too. Mm-hmm. When I whenever I eat cereal, look at dry. this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <just> great. <laughs> I love how people are already telling us where they're tuning in from. Good, see that's Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe. You see that? Uganda. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Your Valentine is gone. You know what? But he showed up all the way from Turkey today, so <laughs> I got sent some flowers. It was very special. He did? Evan oh. delivered some, my brother-in-law delivered oh, some so flowers sweet. to me. <laughs> it was very sweet. Oh well, it is a special day. It's a Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And we got prophetic conference happening tomorrow. Like, Man, so many big crazy. things. It's a big got week school around ministry here. Starting. Hey, I just want, can I, I'm going to put a plug in Do for it. school ministry. Oh, yeah. We have, we have, uh, some slots for school ministry on campus and we're mm-hmm. super excited this year we're going to grow by 300 this year and it's just really exciting i really want to encourage you if you um if you want a life change or you have a son or a daughter that needs a life change three of my grandkids you went to school ministry changed my life three of my grandkids went to school ministry absolutely radically changed their life and mm-hmm. um i think it's the i think it's the best place in the world to see life change i hope some of the other schools think that their place is the best, you know, of course. Of course. But, you know, I, I think that there's no better place in the world to come, be touched by the presence of God, mm-hmm. the power of God, the purity of God, see people's lives turned around, changed. And um, I just I just want to say I'd love to see you here. Yeah. It's um, some Sometimes people are like, I don't have the money. It's like, this is life-changing. Like, what's, you know, God... God will, will provide the money for you. Yeah. I see it over and over and All over. All the time. So yeah. if you'll step out in faith, and I know that God, he's pro-vision. So if you have a vision, mm. he's pro-vision. And um, love to see you here. It's so good. Yeah, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. Transform my life. And some really amazing stuff is happening in the school right now with the students. And with the Ashbury kind of anointing. Yeah, just really Our students beautiful. were up till four this morning. Yeah, just... And just presence of God, you know, he's just, doing something wild. Yeah. I mean, there's just been like revival breaking. Tumor out got everywhere. healed yesterday. I heard. Wow. Oh, that was in uh, Hawaii. Oh yeah. Sorry. It was with one of our team, but it was in good Hawaii. testimony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a, a lady had a big old tumor on her, uh, on her neck and it just, they prayed for it. Just disappeared. Wow. Pretty cool. That is amazing. Absolutely. So cool. Okay. Well, first question for you. For us. For us. We're doing this together. We're in this together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you reconcile desires of your hearts, dreams, or purpose when the great call from God is to lay down our life, pick up our cross, and deny ourselves? 
I grew up 60 years ago in an assembly of God background to pursue a dream or purpose was an act of rebellion. Curious what your thoughts are on this. Well, I mean, I think Ephesians chapter 2 says that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he, mm-hmm. uh, which he prepared beforehand that we'd walk in him. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I think that, you know, I think, I think that, you know, carrying the cross and, first of all, I, I, I think that carrying the cross is, like, you can't nail yourself to the cross. Like, you, your friends have to do it for you kind of thing. Right. But I, I think denying yourself when you, when you have Galatians 5, like, when you have these Galatians 5 evil desires, mm. you know, mm-hmm. th- I think that that is something where you go, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go with my sexual desires. And we see Christians now, you know, as we talked about often, that they embrace the identity of, a, of, of their sex drive. Like, I'm a homosexual. I'm a this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no. You, you, you have those temptations, and no one wants to play that off, but... Those are the things that we we have to nail those to the cross. Yeah. But you know, wanting to dream with God, Psalms thirty-seven, you know, uh, if you, uh, you know, that God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Right. I, I think that those things are those things are all through the Scripture. I think that it's important that we live a life where we fulfill the desires that the Lord has put in us and the gifts He's given us. Right. So, I I, I think that. Um, there was a season where people thought that when you receive Jesus Christ, you still have an old man and a new man. Right. And I think that when you receive Jesus Christ, you become a new creation and yeah. you can trust your desires. Yeah. You know, Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 11 says, what's the things you desire when you pray? Yeah. Believe that you receive them, they should be added to you. So, yeah, I think that, I think that God wants to fulfill the desires that he's put in our heart. He wants to fulfill the desires that we have that are righteous and godly. Right. And I don't think we should, you know, and I think that they're like Isaac, they're, uh, when Abraham took Isaac and sacrificed him, this the we could say there's the cross right there. What God, what was God doing? God gave Abraham the desire of his heart. He gave him Isaac, which was also fulfillment of a prophecy. Yeah. And then God said, okay, I want you to take Isaac and sacrifice him. What? And then obviously God rescues him from the sacrifice. What what's God doing? He's trying to make sure that the promise isn't more important than the promiser. Yep. And that that always has to be there. Yep. So sometimes we have to lay down the promise for a season, so mm-hmm. that you know we we uh, you know we align our heart with. I'm you know, I, I I'm not more. I I want to be, I want to be passionate more passionate about God than I am about what God wants to do for me. And I think yeah. that's the that's the Isaacs in our life. That's really good. It's really good. Bill actually uh, spoke about this on Sunday. Oh, he did? Yeah. And, well, I guess not in t- like there was more to the yeah. sermon than, than just that. But I remember such a profound moment or that something that really struck me, too, was when Bill spoke about this as a young kid growing up in the church, feeling like your own dreams and passions were mm-hmm. not exactly holy. like, yeah. And coming to realize, like, oh, that's like... If I'm picturing the Lord as a, a, a like as a master, but me as a servant versus mm-hmm. as a son, you are given a list, and your your goal is yeah. just to like complete this list. But actually, a father comes in, and he wants to um, he wants to 
he wants to, uh, what am I, mold yes. you into a son. Like he's trying yeah. to, he cares about who you're becoming more than what you're completing. And so he does compare. Ooh, he that's does. who you're becoming more than what you're completing. completing. Yeah. That's profound, actually. So he cares about the dreams and desires in your heart. He wants to see them come to pass. Yeah, and our old man is dead. So, you know, mm -hmm. our desires, you can trust your desires when you're right with God. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. I like so it. So good. So good. Okay, someone asked a similar question, a kind of a follow-up. Um, is, does God want me to tell him what I want or to seek to, or sorry, to seek to discern his will? Or both. I guess it's in a similar vein. Like, can I share what's on my heart with the Lord? Yeah. Well, you know, First Corinthians thirteen is the, is the uh, chapter on love, mm. and it says love doesn't seek its own. It's not selfish. It doesn't act right. unbecomingly, so on and so forth. Well, that speaks of the love that God has for us before it speaks of the love that we have for Him. Mm -hmm. So God's not selfish. God right. doesn't seek His own. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that you know what kind of what kind of marriage like uh, Ephesians. Five depicts the marriage between a husband and wife, and then it says, "But I'm actually talking about Christ and the church." And he's talking about husbands laying down their lives for their wife, wives laying down their lives for their husband. Right. And you know, this is the this is the ebb and flow of the, this is the dance of love. Right. I have to care what God thinks, but He also wants to care about what I think. It's yeah. not He's not like selfish, like, "Hey, every time you go, you're with me, we're going to do what I want to do." God gave us yeah. free will, and He loves free will, so. Yeah. I think we have to get out of that. We are servants always, but we're also sons and daughters. And right. I think we have to realize that God God wants to have a relationship with us that's real. Mm -hmm. Like you look at David, even in the Old Testament, David's like, here's all my problems. Yeah. And then, you know, then he's like, and eh, then I went in the sanctuary and I saw it differently. You know, so right. I think authenticity is so important with the Lord. It's so real. If all you're doing is complaining, be careful you don't become the children of Israel in the wilderness, right? Right. Like you're just never thankful. Right. But if you cultivate a thankful heart, you know, authenticity is beautiful. And I think it's important for you to say, tell God, when, hey, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm struggling right now. Or I'm having a problem believing it. You know, like, like if you think about Jesus is the personification of God walking the planet. Right. People that spoke to Jesus said, please help me with my unbelief. And right. Jesus, Jesus wasn't like. You terrible sinner, you know? Right. Well, and even we saw Jesus Jesus model that. Like, yeah. you think about Jesus going to the wilderness and being go. in a place where he's wrestling with the Lord. Like, God, please, is there another way? Yeah, right. take he's, this cup from right. me. Right. He wasn't just like, oh, okay, anything you say. Like, he, yeah. really, he really had real relationship with the Father. Like, yeah. so just beautiful example. I think that's the most important. Like, you have a real authentic relationship with God. Yeah. Nothing hidden. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so there's been lots of uh -huh. revival things happening, right? We talked yeah. a little bit about students staying up through the night, and that's yeah. happening all around the country. Our we've students seen, were up till four this morning. Yeah, and we've seen that. There's in Kentucky. I'm forgetting the call. Yeah, just Ashbury. Like, yeah, a Ashbury. Yeah, so just Asbury, beautiful Asbury. things. Asbury. I'm sorry, I don't know either. Yeah, but somebody's asked, what are the attributes of a revival? I know we talk about this a lot in... Well, the lasting attributes of revival is the presence of God actually changes people from the inside out. It's good. And it's, you know, and you lose that kind of pharisaical uh, sense that some religious cultures have that I'm trying to change you from the outside in. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, why, you know, what causes people to hang out in the presence of God isn't discipline in a revival. And I believe in discipline. Mm -hmm. But in a revival, like you're seeing at you know Ashbury University, and what you're seeing 
here with our students and with our congregation yeah. is that people get touched and it's like, I don't want to leave here. Like yeah. this is, I, I, I don't want this to lift, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, and God's loving on people and he's delivering people from, you know, from actually some of it is from evil spirits, but he's also delivering people from, you know, themselves, mm -hmm. you know, from guilt, mm -hmm. from addictions, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And, and then loving, I'll say like this, not as a customer, but loving the hell out of people. Yeah. Now, Elijah is a great example. Your husband, like mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit came on him for two and a half or three hours. Mm -hmm. And Elijah described it like God was just pulling this, this, this evil out of him. Mm -hmm. You know, just pulling this evil out of him. Yeah. And he woke, came off, off the floor. And he said hatred. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. He said hatred. He was pulling this like years of hatred because of what he's been through in his family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he woke up. You know, he came off, I say woke up, he was awake. But he, when he got off the floor, he, he got off that floor a different man. Mm. And this is what's happening so much in our school ministry right now. Our students are just getting, just rocked, yeah. you know, by the presence of God. It's beautiful and yeah. wonderful. It changes you. Mm -hmm. It's good. Okay. A totally different vein. But somebody's okay, asked, what are the practicals around vision casting for a dream or a project? Some practicals. I know you mm -hmm. are big visionary, so we jump into meetings like this a lot. Well, I think, you know, uh, James says, faith without works is dead. And mm -hmm. we had this conversation last week. Yeah. So it's like, so faith with no action is actually like a body with no spirit, John, right. James says. So it's like, you have to, you know, it's great that you have a vision. But a vision without action is just a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. So what are the action points? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to say this like a lot of people like they make like they're in their vision. They're the hero of their vision. And I'm like, I think it's OK to be the hero of your vision. But I think it's important to serve. Like, let's say you wanted to be, I don't know, let's say you want to be an evangelist yeah. and you're, you know, you're 20. It's like, OK. Do you know the Bible? <laughs> might be important. Mm -hmm. And why don't you find some evangelist that you can serve mm -hmm. in really practical ways right. so that you can mirror that person for a year, two or three mm -hmm. and, and let that the anointing and, and grace that's on that person flow to you through humility yep. and through servanthood. Yeah, That's what I think. And I, and I think that the challenge, you know, I have, and I, I got a little rebuke for this this week, and I can see why, but I do believe that this is the most brilliant, innovative, and inventive generation in history. Mm. It's also the most entitled generation that I've lived through, mm. where people want it now. Yeah. They, they don't want instant to work for it. The instant gratification. It's like, you know, it's like, I, I have this vision. I, I, it should happen today. And I'm like... Well, maybe, and you know, and if you look back into my great grandfather's day, your great grandfather's day, my grandfather's day, mm -hmm. you know, it's like things didn't come easy. They had to press in. They had to work for them. They had to press in. They had to, you know, they had to. They used to call it Terry. Mm -hmm. They had to persevere, and yeah. I think that having a vision out there that you that that causes you to 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 pray, to fast, to right. persevere, to press in, to prepare for. Is actually molding your character right. for the thing that you want to capture. Right. I think it's really good. It is good. It's really good. But it's it you know it's not easy and you know and people see like they'll see somebody like me and like oh you have this 
you know, all, all like you're in, you're on stage and you're preaching and you're writing books. And it's like for 20 years, I raised children mm. and ran businesses. Yeah. Not because I didn't want to do the other, but because the timing I needed to grow and learn and, you know, and mature. So it's really good. Yeah. I think too, when you're it's not easy though, when you're young, I don't know how old the person is that's asking this question, but when you're young, there's a lot of, uh, you just still your time is such a different, it's, it feels so different than as when you get older. So you're like in your young twenties and you think, Oh my goodness. Like if this is a happen tomorrow, I'm never going to be the CFO. I'm never going to be yeah. the head of that company. I'm never going to have my life together. And it just feels like anxiety versus sitting mm -hmm. back and just trusting the Lord's timing and things, you know? Yeah. If you're, let's say you're 20 and the Lord says, I want you to wait four years. Well, that's, that, that's 20, that's 20% of your life. <laughs> right. Right. So if you're, if you're 60 and the Lord says, I want you to wait four years, it's like, that's, that's less than, that's 8% of your life. Yeah. Like, so okay. the, the longer, like the younger you are, the longer it feels. Time feels very long. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, even though you, maybe you'll be 24 when that happens or 28 when that happens, mm -hmm. it's like still super young. But, you know, time, times, we, we tend to measure time by how long we've been on the planet. Mm -hmm. So when it God's feels, outside of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are seasons when he accelerates things, too. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this makes no sense. But he works on a different <laughs> timeline than the we Accelerated do. timelines are not always easy, though. Like, you mm -hmm. may get that thing when you want it. But the challenge is, is that... Now, now you're building the ship while it's sailing. So mm -hmm. now you have to, it's much harder mm -hmm. to learn the things you need to learn while you're actually carrying the responsibility mm -hmm. than it is to learn the things that you need before you have the responsibility. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. So, you know, one way or another, the Lord will get you there. <laughs> it might not be exactly easy, but right. you have a good heart. Okay, I think we have time for one more question. Gosh, the time passes so fast. I know, fast. so fast. Um, this person's asked, what do you do when the Lord confirms his promises in the secret place but not in public? Well, it depends on what it is. That's true. You know, I think if you're, if you're, you know, if you're talking about, hey, the Lord's going to, you know, the Lord's going to do something that isn't, isn't public anyway, like, the, the Lord's going to, you know, uh, make me financially wealthy. Like, All right. Well, you know, just start working towards wealth, wealth management, like get a good job and work hard and put money away. But if you're like, I'm supposed to be a prophet. God spoke to me in private, but he has like, but my leaders don't see me as a prophet. It's like, we, mm -hmm. well, in that case, you need a, you need a private encounter and you need a public encounter. Yeah. You need favor with God, but you need favor with man. Right. And when you have favor with God, but not with man, that's kind of like Joseph coming out of... I was just thinking about <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. yeah. So you tell his brothers, like, I'm going to be a leader. It's like, how where that how that work out for you? Right. And then when you have favor with man, but you don't have favor yet with God, that's like Absalom. Like mm -hmm. Absalom stole the heart of Israel by, you know, basically, you know, his po political spirit. Yep. Um, and what you need is you need a favor with man and with God. So you look at uh, David, for example, King David. Mm -hmm. He's anointed king in uh, 1 Samuel, I think it's 15 or 16. But he doesn't become king for 14 years. Yeah. And he's anointed 
uh, king in the wilderness. But until he's anointed king in front of the people, which mm -hmm. first he's king of Judah, he's king of Judah for seven yeah. years, then he's king of Israel for thirty-three years. Mm -hmm. So he's you know until the until the leaders of Judah say, "Come be our king." Mm -hmm. He's actually not a king. Yeah. So I think that uh, uh, the mistake that people make is God anoints you in the wilderness and you're like, you immediately come out and go, hey, supposed to be a king here. You right. guys probably know that, right? Right. And, <laughs> and they're like, no, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, we don't. <laughs> no, and we don't no, want you to be our king. We don't want you to be our king. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the challenge, you know. And, yeah. And it, it's the same, you know, sometimes it's the same with, with you know, employees and it's like, you know, you promote somebody and then the team, the team's not ready for that, you know? Like the hardest in the, when we're in an auto parts store, when we open a new auto parts store, <coughs> it's easy to promote somebody to the new auto parts store with a new team who hasn't worked for them, hasn't yeah. worked with them. Right, right. But when you're in this, when you're in an auto parts store, we found this out, and you promote somebody that used to be among the peers, mm -hmm. that's tough for the peers. Right. So, you know, it's, it, it, even, even in the practical everyday life, you know, promotion still has to have like favor with God and man, right, I think. Right. <clears throat> and it's it's tough on the person, even though they may be super qualified, when they don't still have favor with people. Right. That they're supposed to be leading, you know. Right. Right. So. It's really good. Touch and go. Amazing. You're going to pray today because I do okay. most of the talking today. Amazing. Let's I'm doing pray all the work here. Jesus, we just thank you for this time that we have each week. Yes. I just pray that each person watching this and that's going to watch this mm -hmm. would just be blessed by your presence and that mm -hmm. they would just feel you close to them, God. I pray that um, those dreams and desires that we talked yeah. about today that they've that they've had in their heart, God, that yeah. you would speak to them specifically about those and your perfect timing and what you're doing in their life. We just bless each person. We pray over the week and in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey guys, have a real wonderful week. And hey, really do pray about coming to school ministry. Yeah. I really do feel so strongly that the Lord is, is I don't know, we have never done this on here, I don't think. Uh -huh. But I feel so strong that there's people that are going to watch this that mm. is this is a confirmation for you that you need to come. That's so good. God bless you. See you next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. And for that note too, people can find out for, on BSSM, about BSSM at BSSM.net. BSSM.net. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. okay, we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.